Hello and welcome to the Cat Day Chronicles podcast. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from pet owners about their projects, businesses and ventures. I'm your host, Michelle Adams, founder of Chatty Cats Care, London's professional cat sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with pet owners to chat about their individual journeys and of course, their beloved pets. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Hello and welcome to the Cat Mass Day Chronicles episode 65. As we draw closer to the finale of this amazing season one of the Cat Mass Day Chronicles, I thought it would be a great idea to reflect back on some of our favourite episodes so far. So what better episode than to kick off with Donna Steed, who speaks about her sweet cat Heidi and feline asthma. Feline asthma is a term used to describe a number of conditions, generally affecting the airways in the lungs. It is also known as feline chronic small airway disease, feline bronchitis and allergic airway disease. It occurs when the smooth muscle in the airways contract, leading to increased production of mucus and inflammation in the airway tissues. As a result, the airways become narrowed and the cat develops difficulty with breathing. It can affect cats of all types and ages, but Siamese cats tend to be the most commonly affected. So this is a great episode to tune into if you want to know more about feline asthma or if you know anyone who has a cat who's having breathing difficulties, please point them in the direction to this episode. I hope you enjoy. So thank you so much for joining us, Donna, on the show today. Could you tell the listeners a bit more about yourself? Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, well, I'm Donna and um, I live in Bishop Auckland, which is a little town in the northeast of England. Um, I'm a retail manager and I've actually been working in retail for over 22 years now, though times are a little bit different during our little uh, COVID-19 mm. moment that we're having. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, uh, Heidi is my cat. In fact, she's my first ever cat. I was always really a dog person before Heidi. Oh. Um, and she's, uh, she's coming up to seven years old. Um, and she's just my perfect little girl, really. Um, she's, you know, a really amazing, great personality, very playful. And I class her as my baby girl. And uh, she's uh, the best thing I think that uh, could ever have happened to me. Um, and then obviously through her Instagram, um, I found myself you know, making bandanas in my spare time just to zhuzh up her Instagram account and make the pictures a little bit more different to just yeah. every day, you know, lying on the couch or sitting in a cat bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people then ended up asking me, where can I get these lovely bandanas from? And I said, oh, you can't, I, I make them in my spare time. And mm-hmm. one thing led to another over a year and uh, I ended up setting up an Etsy shop. <laughs> <laughs> Selling, selling kitty bandanas worldwide yeah. these days yeah wow. I love that it's so creative as well and and I guess you didn't even think at the time that you know it would take off or that it would be anything that anyone would, would be interested in but no, you know lo and behold <laughs> <laughs> 
They are really great, by the way. I've seen the photos. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I'll definitely purchase some um, after we talk. So, yeah. Oh, I've actually been busy today making Halloween ones because you've got to get ahead yeah. uh, ready for yeah. a American markets so or yes. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I can imagine, actually. <laughs> so, can you tell us a bit more about Heidi and how your journey kind of started together? Yeah, well, um, like I say, I've never had a cat before and my husband had always had cats in his life and kept saying, shall we get a cat, shall we get a cat? And I was like, no, no. And then we found this little tabby kept coming to see us in our street and mm. I grew quite, quite attached to, to it. Um, and you know, you missed it when you didn't see it coming around. So in the end, we started looking online to adopt a cat of our own. Um, and we found Heidi in December of 2013, um, just online up for adoption. And just one look at the photograph, I kind of knew that it had to be her, really. Mm. Um, and she was only four months when we got her, so she was a little tiny girl. Oh. Um, but unfortunately, when we did pick her up, she had not the best start in life. Um, let's just say the house was a little bit clean and not the best kept place for oh. a little kid to be grown up. Mm. Um, and then when we brought her home, we then discovered that she was riddled with fleas. Um, she was a little bit underweight. She could feel like a bones. Um, and then we discovered a little bit further down the line that she hadn't had all of the vaccinations as a kitten as well. Mm. So in a way, we see her uh, as not only did we adopt her, but we, we rescued her basically. 100% yeah so obviously we did the right thing and we we got rid of the fleas and uh, got all the vaccinations and made sure she had a full health check and everything was uh, going really well um and like i say she's a very sweet and loving cat she's very playful and cheeky um, she likes playing fetch and hide and seek um and she's also a little diva <laughs> and like, you know, she likes to pose with a bandana on for oh, me, which yeah. is great. <laughs> um, and she's, she's a little mammy's girl as well. When we have days off together, she's she's my little shadow and curls up on my lap and follows me around when she can. So, yeah, she's she's amazing. She's the best thing. <laughs> That's so sweet. I bet you learned quite a lot as well um, if you've never had cats before personally, like just adopting a cat and learning about them and, and what kind of vaccinations they need and the defleeing. I guess that was all kind of new to mm -hmm. you. Oh, well. yes. And, and of course, uh, it had been a while since my husband had had a cat in his life uh, as well. So you know, it's, it's a refresher as well for him. But thank goodness we have the internet these yeah. days and, you know, look up things in an instant. And it's a learning curve and you certainly learn fast. And yeah, but it's one of them things when, I, when I've got a keen interest in something, then, um, you know, I, I research, you know, the life out of it. And, okay. you know, as much knowledge as I can to be Yeah, there. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a learning curve, but uh, and we still learn every day with the asthma as well, you see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so coming on to that, I know some of your story um, about Heidi's asthma from social media, um, but could mm -hmm. you tell our listeners about the lead up to Heidi's condition and when you actually got the diagnosis at the vet? Yeah, well, like I say, we got her in um, the 20, December 2013, and it was around about October 2015, so she's just over two years old, um, and she's just started developing this little cough every now and again, um, mm. and the only way I could describe it is, um, oops, there's Heidi in the way now, <laughs> um, the, the only way I can describe it is, is 
she was trying to cough up a hairball, mm. but nothing was being produced. Um, and so you waited for this hairball coming out or some kind of, you know, cat vomit and nothing ever happened. And you just think, oh, she's having a bit of a problem. We'll put her on some hairballs, like medication. Mm. Um, and again, nothing was ever being produced from her. But this cough still kept being a little bit more persistent. Um, and you just, you think, oh, dear, she's got a little cough. How, like, how cute in a way. But then you think there's something not quite right here. So I Googled it, um, and then basically everything that you Google, if you say my cat has a cough, says you should take your cat to a vet straight mm -hmm. away. There could be serious problems, which it quite shocks you. Yeah, um, so, never think. Yeah, the mm -hmm. first thing I did was ring the vets and, you know, say my cat's got a cough, I'd like to bring her in. Mm. But um, it's, it's, it's a very long and hard line to go down because so many things that could be wrong because a cough is a symptom of a lot of illnesses oh, okay okay yeah um so a lot of things had to be ruled out yeah and initially lungworm was the first thing that had to be ruled out and mm. um, which was just a form of medication that was given to her um and of course the cough still persisted so it was back to the vets again um, and eventually it led to blood tests being done and x-rays being done and obviously listening very closely to um, a chest and how a lung sounded. Mm. Um, and then in the end, I actually managed to get a video of her having this coffin attack. Yeah. And along with the results from the vets and showing this video, it was kind of a breakthrough moment where they went, well, it's, it's feline asthma. Wow. Um, and it's like, oh, okay, cats can get asthma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a shock to the system. You just think of it as like a human problem. Um, but yes, cats can have asthma. And basically the coffin was a asthma attack in process. Ah. Um, so yes, it all started to make sense from that point. Um, and she's always a little bit wheezy after the um, the asthma attack as well. Okay. Um, but um, it, there's, a, there's key signs when they have an asthma attack. They, they kind of sit down on all fours and lurch the head forward, pushing it out from the shoulder blades. And they have this, this cough and this wheeze. Um, and then generally with Heidi, she's perfectly fine after the asthma attack. She kind of shakes herself off and you usually find her running around the house like a, a nutter again. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't think she really, um, you know, suffers too much, um, especially yeah. after the whole coffin situation. But we're always there to, you know, as much as we can while it's happening, just make sure she stays calm and that we monitor and that she's okay. Um, so, yeah, it was um, once the vet had diagnosed her, it was a case of do as much research as we could because the vets didn't offer that much information on it right um, I don't I don't think they actually know a lot of information um, you find out a lot from cats in America and their owners um, okay. and a lot more common over there mm. um, but initially she was just put on um, a steroid medication just a tablet um, yeah. which was given to her on a daily basis but anyone who's got a cat knows medication isn't the easiest thing to give no. <laughs> so I ended up having to cut the um, the steroid tablets up and hide them in dreamy's treats yeah um, just just for her to be able to accept them, them. and initially yes we saw 
um, a bit of relief with the asthma attacks. But again, as things do, it just started to progress and get a little bit more worse again. So again, back to the vets. um, And that led to the inhaler treatment being suggested. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so I guess it's because I personally have asthma as well. And I guess it's a little bit, there's some similarities, but of course it's completely different, you know, from feline to human because Mm -hmm. with with an adult, like with me, I remember going to the doctors and they check your peak flow and Mm -hmm. you breathe into this apparator and they judge, you know, how severe the asthma is by how, by the number that you can kind of reach with your breath. So how strong your lungs are. Um, And I guess with a cat, you know, you can't, (laughs) you can't tell a cat (laughs) to breathe, you know, into a beak, they're going to run. So um, yeah, that must be quite difficult. But again, similar to humans, they do give you steroids um, to kind of help control the asthma as well. But ultimately it is the inhalers that really help. And I don't actually have asthma anymore. Well, it's controlled. I would only have really an asthma attack if I travel abroad and it's a different climate, but it can be controlled. And I guess the same with cats as well. Um, You know, after a while, they can kind of, you know, you can wean them off of it slightly, you know, the doses. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, and they, they can get stronger. So Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many things we can actually do with Heidi to help um, control it and make it yeah. better for her. Um, obviously, say she gets the inhaler every day, which is the best treatment because it goes direct to her lungs and, Definitely. you know, attacks the problem. Whereas steroids, you know, they go around all of your organs Mm. in your body and they're not good long term. But for example, we had to make sure she uses a dust-free litter because dust triggers attacks. Um, Dry food, we weaned her off dry food um, because again, dust from just her eating dry food was causing attacks after she'd eaten. Um, And then as well, we have to make changes in the house as to not use scented candles, not use air fresheners. If we do use, you know, um, deodorants or hairsprays, we use them in a room that she doesn't go into or she's closed off from. Yeah. Um, you've got to make sure you keep your house even cleaner than you would have, more vacuuming and dusting. Yeah. Um, and then we've, we've invested in a, um, a humidifier as well because dry yeah. air, like you've just said there, going to a different climate can um, mm. make your asthma flare up. Hot weather, dry summers, um, we, we use the humidifier then just to put a bit more moisture in the air for her. And then, of course, in the winter when your um, um, central heating's on all the time, you create yeah. and dry air just by doing that. So, again, humidifier helps her. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of things that we've had to change and make sure we get right just to, you know, keep things under control and help her out a little bit more. Well, it's brilliant that you know all of that stuff because, you know, I think the information isn't really out there that much so it's 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 really good you know that you're saying this now for for listeners you know if anybody has a similar experience or if their cat has asthma those are really great tips um for people um so you mentioned we mentioned in the um intro um but uh that we work with cat uh, let me start again <laughs> so i mentioned briefly in the intro um but we work with a cat at chatty cats care who has feline asthma and uh-huh. interviewed her owner in episode five which you may have listened to already yes i uh, listened to that yesterday 
Okay, brilliant. So she spoke about the difficulty of getting the correct diagnosis. And I know that you kind of, you spoke about that just then and, um, and getting the correct diagnosis. They had to rule it out because there's so many different things, as you mentioned, that a cough mm -hmm. can, can lead to or cause. Um, do you think that, you know, it was a similar experience for you? And also, um, do you think that the vets, is that something that they can kind of work towards as well to, to learning more about feline asthma? Because it seems that, you know, not a lot of people are really clued up about it themselves, even the vets. So is that something, do you think, that needs to be kind of uh, made more aware of within the society of, of yeah, cat owners? awareness definitely needs to be raised a lot more within the cat community mm. say, nobody realizes that cats can have asthma as well as you know us people um and yeah the, the vets is it's it's a long drawn out system because as like i said earlier you have to rule out so many different things and try different medications and keep going back and trial and error um and and then by the vets ruling out all these different things that's when you um you know you finally get somewhere um, but like I said, I wasn't given that much information or any educational information from them. It was all kind of to, to look up myself um, yeah. and to, a big learning curve was to, you know, learn as we went. Um, it wasn't until you start seeing YouTube video links of, you know, cats with asthma having attacks mm. or using inhalers themselves. Um, and, and with it being a long drawn out process, it's a very expensive process with yeah. the vets as well. Um, and as I say, I, I, I try my best through Heidi's Instagram to raise as much awareness as possible so people are aware because yeah. through, through her Instagram, um, it, it, I mean, I would say I maybe know now up to 50 cats worldwide that have the same issues as Heidi at varying degrees of, um, you know, suffering. Some have just got very mild coughs every now and again and yeah. others, I mean, unfortunately I've heard of even a couple that have, you know, died. Right. Um, from asthma and complications that can occur with okay. other you know illnesses coming in as well so mm. yeah i think the vets really do need a bit more um i don't know to, to to be able to give you know us a lot more information on what we need to face yeah. and what we need to yeah. do um if, if i hadn't read up on the internet i wouldn't have really thought about changing litter or you know not using yeah. candles and things within the house it's not something that you think of no not um, you so, said yeah. in america as well they had kind of like more awareness so it seems yeah. to be yeah yes yeah. because it's funny um, that you mentioned that because that's not the first kind of time i've heard that you know people find out a lot about their cats um through through social media but usually through um american accounts or or american youtubers and things mm -hmm. like that um and i think that's something we're lacking in the uk um america seems to usually be you know one step ahead of of us in in what i would say um animal care really um they actually use a lot of you know drips for their cats and, and different mm -hmm. things like that to medicate and, and we don't really you know we don't really do that here so it's interesting because we have quite a lot of clients from America as well. And I'm quite surprised sometimes um, when they tell me things about, you know, how it is back in the States and, and in cats. And yeah, there's a lot that we yeah. need to learn, uh, I think, in the UK. Definitely. 
And as I say, when you see these videos of Captain America using inhalers, you just think, oh, well, that's how they treat them over here. Of course, we're a little bit more behind here, maybe, and you don't think that that treatment's available. Um, but until you have to keep them going back to the vet for more checkups or keep having to say, look, the asthma's getting worse, then that's when you're eventually told, oh, well, uh, an inhaler might be the next best option for you, Captain, mm. if you can train how to use it. And you go, oh, okay, so that is available, is it? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah if you, if you don't ask sometimes you, you don't get to find out these things yeah. and that's that's a problem mm. because not everybody would you know know and not everybody has access to internet or those kind of no, sources right. so mm. um a lot of cats could suffer in in the long run and i'm not sure if that's to do with you know the costs for them or, or what it is but i think that you know that should be the first option before steroids you know yeah absolutely yes symptoms um so i find it um a bit difficult sometimes with the little cat that i look after that has asthma um to sit still and take her inhaler did you find that quite difficult at first with heidi as well well as we'd had problems getting the steroid tablets into her i knew it was Mm. going to be pretty much a nightmare using the inhaler um so we didn't rush things um, and we took things very, very slowly. Um, and again, there's, there's no rules out there on how to deal with it. A lot of people just, you know, put the inhaler on the, the cat's face straight away and think it's all going to be good. Um, and new patients and good training with Heidi is key to everything. So we, well, I, I kind of, I built up a system uh, myself of being able to train her. Um, we, we initially bought the AeroCat chamber, which yes. is the bit that has a face mask and yeah. the actual chamber part itself. And then it's got the little breathing indicator in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we bought that bit ourselves, first of all, and we took it apart and broke it down. And what we do is the little rubber face mask, we would leave lying around the floor just with her toys. Mm. Um, so she accepted it as something that belonged to her. Mm. Um, and then what we would do gradually is just put a little treat beside the face mask on the floor so she was actually putting her face to the mask herself without us forcing it to her Mm. Um, and then we were putting the treat inside the face mask and she was putting the head right in it to take a treat out and then eventually we built it up so the full chamber was sitting on the floor with her toys all of her belongings and still doing the treats um, thing every time um and everything was going good and we went back to the vets and said look we're kind of at the point where we think now we need the actual inhaler medication to put onto the chamber um and then what we did was we made sure she was comfortable with the face mask on her face for literally one second every night Mm. and building it up over time and then we eventually went with the if the full medication and as I say, doing that over that long period of time and building up her awareness that this little chamber belonged to her, it really helped us. And I'm very lucky to say she accepted it from day one. Oh, brilliant. Um, and in fact, when we go on holiday and she goes to our relations, um, they even give her a medication with the inhaler and she she's really good. She just accepts it straight away. So I am very lucky, but I, I do say to a lot of people who ask about the inhaler, just go very slowly and be patient it's not going to happen overnight mm. um, and and I, I have on my instagram um, on heidi's instagram 
just a little breakdown um, on the Insta stories of, of how I trained her, just so people can oh, see. Brilliant. Um, so that's that's there on her account there for everybody to have a look at and just um, actually see video wise, visually wise, how I did train her. Nice. Yeah, it's a process, isn't it? I think that you definitely went about it the right way. And I think people, you know, panic because they don't want to hurt their cat. They don't want to scare their cat. Yeah. At the same time, they know their cat needs it. So that's such a good a good way did you kind of just think of that yourself or oh, how did you... if she didn't accept it then I was I was thinking well we have to go back to the tablets form yeah. again and it's not good for a long term and yeah. so yeah it was a process I thought we have to get this right we have to do it right and if it means taking a little bit longer than we should then yeah and as I say it patience it all paid off at the end and I'm over the moon with how she takes and heal and if anybody's ever seen videos of her on her Instagram you can see how calm she is while taking it and she, yeah. she just sits in, uh, on our knee and lets us, you know, yeah. the inhaler on her. She breathes it in for up to 10 breaths and then as long as she gets a nice reward afterwards of a taste of change, <laughs> she's, she's very happy. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen the video and that's why I was so surprised and I had to kind of reach out to you because I thought, wow, I, I need to know how you've done this because yeah. I've never seen a cat you know so calm and relaxed with with the cat that I look after you know I try to I use some treats as well which definitely encourages um her to take it but yes for me I've tried to just get her to sit on my lap and get relaxed but she uh -huh. is very quite playful and she has a lot of energy so you know sometimes oh. it is a little bit difficult but I think now she's kind of accepted the fact that it does help her. I think yeah. cats are, are very knowledgeable, you know, they're, they're more knowledgeable than people think. Yeah. So they yeah. Kind of know that, okay, I need this and this is helping me. So that's right. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't want as well while you're training the cat to have any kind of fear or sense of dwelling about it. Yeah. You, you want to keep as calm as possible so they know that, you know, when you put their inhaler on the face for the first time, that it's, it's a good thing and you are helping them as best you can. Exactly. And yeah, that's it. You don't want to, you know, make it a stressful situation. It's got yeah. to be fun and yeah, and full of rewards as well. Definitely, definitely. There has to be a reward at the end. There has the to be a reward. All cats love them. I've not really met a cat that I think I might have met one, but most cats love dreamies. They're the uh -huh. best. I don't know what they have in them really, but cats are just addicted to them. So definitely yeah, something about them. <laughs> um, so you recently fostered a really cute uh, little ginger cat called Jaffa from Mog on the uh -huh. Top. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Can yes. you tell us a bit more about that and the cat cafe and Jaffa? Yeah. Well. Well. Basically, um, I'll start with the the cat cafe. Yes. Yeah. Um, Mog on the Mog on the Tyne in Newcastle. It's actually the first coffee uh, cat cafe that Newcastle got. Um, oh, been there now um, five years. Okay. Um, and just before lockdown, it had um, eleven residents, um, all lovely cats that had come from um, a rescue or an adoption background, and they're all permanent residents. Mm. Um, and it was a place that um, we found maybe about three years ago. We started visiting once a month, and then we got so addicted to the place because it's mm -hmm. so lovely that we ended up going once a week. And you make a great connection with the staff, and obviously, um, the cats, you know, find a place in your heart straight away. Um, so then obviously then this year we, um, we well, they had to 
um, going to lockdown when the cafes, bars and restaurants had to close. Mm. Um, and because the 11 cats live there on a permanent basis, it wasn't going to be the best option to keep them there during lockdown, have somebody pop in twice a day and then not have the company like they yeah. would always do. So the owner made the decision that she should rehome them just, you know, temporarily while lockdown was taking place. Okay. So because we'd, you know, got to know them so well, um, it was something I felt like I had to do. If, if I was going to do something during lockdown to help somebody out, I felt that that was my calling. Yeah. Um, so we volunteered to take Jaffa, who's a lovely five and a half year old ginger cat. Mm-hmm. Um Slept all the time at the cafe, but boy, did he come alive when he got to our house. Oh, really? <laughs> um, and we, we tried very slowly to introduce him and Heidi together, and things were going well initially, but I, I don't know what went wrong at one point, but Heidi, like the diva she is, decided, no, I'm the only child in this yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we kind of had to run separate home where one of them stayed downstairs, one of them stayed upstairs, but it worked, and they were all happy. Yeah. Um, but yes, um, I mean, it, it would give us something, you know, to get up for during lockdown, yeah. having two cats in the house and, you know, it kept you going because, you know, some moments during lockdown, it was pretty grim, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And cats are just the best, you know, they're, they're loyal, yeah. they, they're loving and it's just nice to have, you know, some a little furry friend to care for as well because definitely. it gives you yeah. purpose you know and yeah you have little little creatures that are relying on you and 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 loving you so yeah I think cats are amazing and to foster a cat or to adopt a cat is just I I recommend it to everyone you know everyone who wants to get a cat you know rather than going to a breeder I definitely recommend fostering because there's such a big problem you know with with cats that don't have a forever home so Mm -hmm. um yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so it's so rewarding. I mean, it's yeah. just you, 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 like, you know, your mental well-being is just they, they give you so much love, and I don't know, just to learn the personalities because also yeah. different. Yeah. It's just so lovely, and as I say, it was a very rewarding process. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, we knew it was a temporary thing. Obviously, yeah. Happy was always yeah. going to reopen, um, and we knew he had to go back. But you do get very attached at the same cool. time, and. It really pulled at the heartstrings when we had to, you know, deliver him back to the cafe for reopening. But at the same time, we visit still once a week, so we oh, do. Brilliant. Get on. We still get on with Jaffa fixes. And, oh uh, yes. And did know, he come up to you? Have you been back? No, to... he doesn't. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no this, this is this is cats being cats. Yeah. You know, There's so uh, many people as well that they're around. I guess you know. This is it. Yeah. And well, we kept saying to him during lockdown, "You better remember us when we yeah. take you back to the cafe." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh. But never mind. We we know we did a very good thing. Exactly. For them. They had a very good holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is that's it. Exactly. They had a little holiday away from the cafe. Oh, that's sweet. So, um, <laughs> can anyone kind of go and visit? Because I'd love to. I'd love to go to. Yeah. Um, Any anybody can go and visit. You can book okay. online to um, to get an hour slot in there or longer if you wanted. Um, yeah. At the minute, they prefer you know booking online yeah. or ringing book because of this current situation yes. um but if it's obviously quiet and you go at the right time they would accept the odd walk in as well but uh yeah of course you have to pay um a fee to get in which of is six times on the time yeah. but it all goes towards the yeah yeah of the cats yeah. 
And yeah, you can get a fabulous cup of coffee or hot chocolate oh, and a really chocolate nice. brownie and play with the cats. And they've, oh, they've recently that. well had some new additions. So there's oh, um, three, four, five, five new kittens there at the moment oh, as well. Cute. Oh, cute. Oh, I love a good uh, cat cafe. I try to go to, I've been to about three so far. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm going somewhere, I just Google whether they have a cat cafe or not. Because I'm here, I'm here. yeah, <laughs> I love I love cats. No, my, my boyfriend's like, I do not get like enough of cats. You work with cats, you have a cat. Never, never. <laughs> it's true because they're so different. And exactly, you cat, you know, you find a new bond. I just love meeting new cats as well. And Absolutely, and it's it's good as well if you only have a one cat household like we do to actually yeah. see many cats interacting exactly. and it's it's a great experience as well for others if maybe say you live in student accommodation and you can't yeah. have a cat a lot of people go to get their cat fixed that way yeah um, yeah it's it's a wonderful place to meet people like-minded yeah. people and yeah. yeah it's 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 really I, I love it my little favorite cafe oh, <laughs> that's good and is it quite close to you as well um, it's about a 45 minute drive away from okay. us, but it is, it is almost local uh, cat cafe yeah, to us. Yeah, yeah. It, we make a day out of it every week and uh, yeah, and as I say, we're, we're good friends with all the staff there and it's it's just a nice, lovely, safe place to, you know, spend a few hours of your day off every week. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone who was thinking about fostering a cat and, you know, you mentioned if, you know, you have your cat already, of course, Heidi. <laughs> um what if somebody else had a cat but they also wanted to foster a cat what would you kind of advise them to do well again I I mean I've read up a lot about Mm. how to introduce a cat and I got a lot of advice from people um through Instagram as well everybody gives the same advice give it a very slow process yeah Um, I mean I would I would highly recommend to anybody to foster a cat and and attempt to do it um but again it's a slow process don't expect miracles they're not going to get on you know instantly yeah um and you haven't got to force any issues between them as well um we did a lot of site swapping where they were um because Jaffa when he um arrived at our home we just put him in the spare room for the first few days just so he had his safe space and it was just those four walls around him and then gradually we we let him build up to the rest of the house so it wasn't such a you know um, a big deal for him yeah. being taken from one place to another. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did a lot of site swapping. So Heidi would spend a bit of time in the spare room and Jaffa would come downstairs, downstairs and they would get used to each other's sense. Um, yeah. And then we, we did the food bowl thing where we gradually got them closer together through a closed door on either side. Okay. Until, until they were almost, you know, touching the door. So they were yeah. comfortable with each other that way. Um, and then we tried introducing, but like I say, Heidi, the diva that she is. Yeah. And I, I think, think the females are quite was, territorial as well. Yes, I have. I think she yeah. definitely is. And she's, she's only really knows, you know, me and Dave in the house. Yeah. So she's, uh, she's like, no, it's only me and my mum and dad. Yeah. Yeah. And just quite a big boy as well. A lot bigger than what okay. Heidi is. Quite so I think she felt a little bit intimidated as yeah. well. Yeah. But she certainly wasn't jealous if she saw us, you know, hugging him or playing with him. Aww. She she would just sit back and watch and, you yeah. know, 
But because Heidi has an interaction with the cat since she was a kitten herself and she was yeah. raised with her brothers and sisters, I think she's kind of just thought, I don't know what's going on here and I don't think I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I know many other people who obviously have, you know, introduced their cats in the manner that we try to and, and it's worked very well for them. But as I said, just, you know, do it. It's so rewarding, but don't expect a miracle that they're going to get on overnight. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And if you don't have another cat and, and you're thinking about, you know, fostering or if you have, you know, if you if you move quite a lot, I think fostering is great. You know, if you're somewhere yeah. for a certain amount of time and then you might need to travel. Of course, you know, there's cat sitting companies like myself, but a lot of yes. people need and a lot of cats sometimes just need a, a foster home because there could be any situation really, you know, a family might be moving home and they need somebody to help look after their cat for a longer period of time mm -hmm. usually with our bookings with cat sitting you know the most we usually get is three weeks and that is quite a long time right. yeah. uh, for, for cat sitting but um you know moving and or moving country that could be a long process so um mm -hmm. i would definitely say you know fostering is the way forward so maybe you know there might be somebody who who's moving country and is going away for a long time i mean sometimes you know there has been requests for us as well um for a longer period of time but we just don't have that availability so fostering would be you know the next step i think if somebody could look oh, for a cat in their no. home for three months or more yeah it's definitely a great yeah option. i mean if, if you can you know provide that cat just with you know like a loving environment yeah that's very safe to be in and you can spend that time just to you know bring out its personality and see you know what that cat's going to be like and again it's it's, it's a test run for yourself as well when yeah. you want to down that route as a permanent basis exactly. and take on and adopt them permanently yeah mm, exactly exactly like you said that is such a perfect way to kind of know whether it's right for you because i think sometimes you know there are people that get cats and then they don't realize how much you have to kind of do they think oh mm -hmm. cats are very independent you know they don't need a lot but there is a lot of things and especially if a cat has a medical need as well you know like heidi there's a yeah. lot need to do and it can be expensive so um yeah fostering yeah. Temporar temporarily or even visiting cat cafes so that you know you can get exactly and their needs um so yeah so moving on you also make cat bandanas as we spoke about at the beginning and you mm -hmm. have a brilliant instagram page for it and i know that there's a few cats that are modeling the bandanas and they look very dapper and and <laughs> so can you tell me a bit about the hobby and and how it all started and and when when did it start yeah sure well I'm, I'm, i think it's about three years ago now mm. I we, were, we were um we were you know taking daily pictures of heidi and posting them on our instagram account yeah. and as i say just just to you know make things a little bit different or just to celebrate a certain occasion like halloween or easter there was there was limited things you could do and when you're on instagram and you follow all these accounts around the world you see you know especially cats go back to america they were mm. wearing these you know collarbone ties and nice little bandanas and you know they've got an american football team or teeth on it or something yeah. interesting you can't get anything like that here um mm. you have to source it from america and by the time mm. you pay postage it's it's a lot of money mm. for you know this this item of clothing on the cat 
So I've always, you know, been a bit arty and crafty and okay. I thought, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought some scraps of fabric and some ribbon and one day I just took up the dining room table and emptied out all these scraps and just looked at the few bits and bobs and thought, right, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do that. And I put it on and took a photograph and I was like, Yeah, I can I can do this, I think. Um, and then over time, you know, you develop and you get a little bit better. And then that's when I started posting them online a little bit. Yeah. More. People were going, oh my gosh, Heidi, where do you get your bandanas from? <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, my mum makes them kind of oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then, then they were like, okay, we like one, can we buy one? And oh. never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I would sell them. I was yeah. them just, you know, just to judge up the Instagram account. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then one thing led to another and I thought well a few close friends on Instagram okay you can try one blah 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 and I ended up creating cute kitty bandanas on Instagram mm-hmm. and selling just through direct messages basically just the odd one here and there mm-hmm. and then people would send the photos of once they got the bandana on the cut and it yeah. just made my day see something yeah. home, um, you know on a cat that lived in America or Australia yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. So, yeah, it was crazy. And it just got more and more um, popular. And then I discovered Etsy. Um, and I love Etsy because it's just everything's handmade yeah. and everybody's personal crafts. And mm-hmm. um, it takes the pressure off, you know, it's so organized on Etsy and yeah. you know, all the papers are taken off you that way. And it's, it's really easy to do. So after about a year on Instagram, I decided, right, I'll go for the Etsy shop and I've never looked back. Um, I, I now do the bandanas, bow ties, greetings cards, catnip kickers. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I never thought it would go this far. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, hobby. Um, How do you well, find the time? Oh, you work full time, you come home, you know, you make sure Heidi's okay, you have yeah. tea, and yeah, it's like, okay, I've got some bandanas to make now, nice. but you fit it in, and as it's something I enjoy doing, enjoy. it's, it's yeah. a nice little hobby. Exactly, exactly, I bet but you'll be busy Christmas. Oh, Christmas, well, yeah. uh, Halloween coming up, Americans yeah. absolutely go wild for it, um, really? even um, Thanksgiving as well in America. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They like to dress the cats up for that. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, there's an occasion every single month of the year that um, people want the bandanas for. It's, oh, it's, it's lovely. And I've met so many lovely, wonderful people through it as well. Brilliant. No, it's so nice. And I think I'll definitely be purchasing some. I think they, they'll make cute little Christmas gifts as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if you don't have a cat, it's a perfect gift for somebody who, you know. Yeah, who does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people love them that much that they just put them on a teddy bear that they've got in the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I can imagine. And it's not like a big outfit, you know, sometimes cats don't like no. things. It's quite light and it just goes around. It's kind of like a collar, isn't it? But like a It's tr- just a collar, yeah. I mean, yeah. Heidi does not like outfits whatsoever. No. But bandanas, as you'll see, she wears quite a lot. She isn't aware she's actually got them on. I make them quite small and yeah. very lightweight. And yeah, she she honestly doesn't know she's got them on most of the time. So she looks um, like a natural, a, literally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Born to be a model. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, really, she is. 
<laughs> the strange thing is though with the bandanas as well when I was going to the cat cafe a cat who used to be a resident there wore one all the time and I ended up making a few for him to wear and then that led to me doing um, bandana craft nights at the cat cafe as well oh, where basically they would hold events and people would come and just with a bit of glue and fabric and ribbon yeah. I would just show them how they could make you know just a, a rough bandana that they could take home to their cat and it was just a bit of fun over, you know. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Yeah. It was very enjoyable for me to do and to see everybody's creative side come out. Yeah. Um, you would get a lot of men going and going, oh, I, I don't know, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> and then before you know it, um, half an hour later, you've got needle and thread in the hand and the concentration. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> it's marvellous, yes. I would love to see that. <laughs> I'd love to bring my boyfriend and watch him. No, watch but him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 watch him do it. And you're right. I think at first they're like, "Oh no, I can't do it," but then they actually really get into it. Especially if it's for a cat as well or your cat, then you exactly. kind of, "Oh, I really want to make it nice." And yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we've got some plans to hold some more in the future. The cat cafe now. You have to. You have to keep us updated. I let you know. Went to Newcastle for that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, so thank you so much for um, talking to me today. It's been really insightful and interesting and lovely. Um, You're very welcome. Thank you. um, and if our listeners want to find out, you know, more about you, Heidi, um, the Cat Cafe, the Bandanas, where can they find you? Right, well, they can find Heidi on Instagram and she's under the name of at Heidi.cat. Um, just make sure you spell the cat with a K and not a C. Um, we regularly update people um, on her asthma on there and across the highlights of her stories, you can see a lot of things that we do to educate people um, with the asthma side of things. Um, she obviously ban um, models the bandanas on her page as well but i do have um the etsy shop and the instagram at cute kitty bandanas as well um and then the, my favorite cat cafe is at mug on the time which is also on instagram and facebook brilliant and we'll post all of the links for that in the show notes as well and in the podcast description so you'll be able to find that there Thank you so much and goodbye. Thank you. Bye. So that was such a great episode with Donna who spoke to us about such an important issue. Feline asthma has often gone undiagnosed or misdiagnosed due to a variety of reasons. But it's so important that we bring awareness to feline asthma and this could even potentially save a cat's life. So if you have any questions at all for Donna, do head over to her page and I'm sure she would be happy to help. Again, thank you so much for listening. Please do rate, subscribe and review this podcast. It means so much and it allows us to get more exposure and carry on doing some great interviews for you to listen to. <laughs> thank you so much. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We have some amazing guests on the show who share such invaluable advice, stories and inspiration. Can you do me a favour? If you like this podcast, please could you rate, review and subscribe. This will help us reach people who can benefit from listening. 
Another way you could help is if you could tell a friend who you think might enjoy this podcast too. See you next week. Goodbye.